to Church Matters podcast, episode 14 for SGC Marlton, New Jersey. I'm Jason Reyes, associate pastor here at Sovereign Grace Church, and with me today is our very own Warren Betcher, senior pastor extraordinaire. How you doing, Warren? <laughs> Not feeling very extraordinaire right now. Give our listeners a quick update. What's going on with you uh, this week physically here? Yeah, I sort of ran into uh, some challenges uh, starting uh, last weekend, and, and it was around kidneys, it seems, like in bladder and those intestinal type things. So glad it's not coronavirus, grateful for that. Clearly, it was never that because I never had any kind of congestion or difficulties breathing or any uh, things along, along those lines, no coughing, anything like that. So Sunday afternoon and Monday, so Easter Sunday was spent mostly in bed wow. and fever and Monday as well. And Monday was out by myself because nobody can go with you to the doctors and then to labs <laughs> right. and different tests done and, and uh, gotten some medicine Monday, which is helping. So grateful again for our, how the medical community serves when you're in personal crisis, uh, not just in pandemic crisis, but when you're in personal crisis and just grateful for the medical folks and even in folks in our church that I could call that gave me counsel and advice. So very grateful for that and grateful for God as the great physician, the great healer. Uh, and I can really entrust my hands to him, uh, my life to him. So, so feeling better. And it was good to be back in the office was actually in on Wednesday and enjoyed the devotional you did and Andrew did and Joe did. So enjoyed you guys a lot and benefited. Well, it really, again, just doing it really gave me even more appreciation for the way that you've been doing this consistently now for over a month. So thank you so much. I really appreciate the, the effort and the labor that that takes. So, so grateful for you, brother. And, and glad that you're on the upswing, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of recovery and we'll continue to pray for full recovery. One thing, just a, a matter of prayer for those who are sports nuts uh, has been the loss of all of the sporting events and opportunities to watch on TV and or even to go to a game and participate mm -hmm. and especially the flyers were were right there on the cusp you know yes. they're doing so they were, well and, and and then all of a sudden boom it's gone in light of our current pandemic and shutting down all of these sports do you find yourself watching anything to kind of scratch that sports itch i haven't scratched the sports itch at all so that itch is at all no and it's itching like crazy uh <laughs> that's a very unsatisfying itch so yeah i haven't seen anything that way so I miss it. It's so funny. I have been watching, I, I've watched two seasons of Formula One. Uh, this is on Netflix. Uh, it's fascinating, but just uh, totally, I'm not into Formula One racing at all. Yeah. Uh, but it's just been like, there's this itch and maybe this can scratch it and, and so forth. And then I've gone to like all or nothing and they were doing this Brazilian national team. It's all in Portuguese. So I'm reading subtitles. <laughs> eight episodes the entire yeah. time, you know, yeah. uh, all of it just to kind of scratch the sports itch that I have. That's just not sad. Yeah. No, no. I've done the watching highlights of players that I, you know, over history. So I'm going back and watch Larry Bird or Pete Maravich and, you know, Michael Jordan highlights. But after a while, that's just not satisfying. I know. I know. Yeah. I will say this. This is a plug for ESPN. I cannot wait until Sunday evening when they start the first of the 10 part series on the Chicago Bulls the last season. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, man, I, I was never a Chicago Bulls fan at all, but this was like, <gasps> I can't wait yeah, to watch right. MJ, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in all of his yeah. glory and at that point in his career. And I think the NBA so, did a horse a horse com competition. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that seemed pretty lame, at least at one point. Oh, very <laughs> lame. Very lame. <laughs> they tried. And, and, and race, cars, race car drivers who are doing this iRacing series as well. And 
which has been kind of controversial. I mean, a driver, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard, just a couple of days ago, actually got fired right. uh, because of a racial slur that he uttered. And, and, and I would say, you know, certainly you, you want to extend grace, but dude, come on. That's not the Never. kind of way, you know, to do these types of things ever. Um, ever. And so, and it's so public. You can't hide. Well, any good movies? Any good board games? Any good reading books or anything like that for you? Uh, Kim and I have played more board games and uh, okay. in our home. So there, there has been more game playing, uh, Stephen included. So that's been fun to do. What games? Uh, some new games, what Bananagrams and Upwards and uh, different games that we've been playing. So yeah. Rummy Cube, different things like that. Corkle, some other word games. Uh, so we've done that's that. Cool. We actually had some Zoom game nights with our family where we did something, yeah. uh, Fibbage, and so my son-in-law set that okay. up, and we were, we were able to play Fibbage together. So that was fun to do nice. as a family by Zoom. Uh, a little bit harder, but it was still fun to do. So some games like that we've done. You know, there's been more reading. And then we've tried different movies. So yeah, and we've struck out on a few and just said, well, that was a waste of time. It, it's amazing with all the movies out there, you realize there's really not a lot of good movies out there. But, well, I saw, uh, and we then, saw as and a then family we the, the Mr. Rogers the movie. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. We've been going crazy on that, yeah. too. And so uh, just laughing our full heads off. And so that's yep. been fine. It's been a good distraction. Yep. I think any comedy right now is, is definitely something that we yep. lean in towards. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the Mr. Rogers movie was was really good. It's one that mm-hmm. I've waited to watch. And I, I found it surprisingly delightful. Mm-hmm. I, I really did yep. enjoy it. It was good. But in terms of board games, we've been doing with my family on Sundays, my family down in Maryland, we've been playing this game called Blank Slate. And so you can do that, you know, um, it, doesn't require everybody to be in the same room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of fun just to connect. Mm-hmm. But we're getting ready to, hopefully next week, it's going to be warmer. We're going to start this virtual cornhole tournament okay. uh, with our family. So we'll be set up here in our yard and we'll have my, my brother-in-law and his kids in their yard. And so hopefully that will go pretty well. Again, weather permitting. So just to yeah. get outside and do something, you know. That's a great point, idea. So. But really trying to get a scratching of that itch and so forth. So. <laughs> It'll be fun. Well, listen, in light of the stay in place, and it continues to curtail normal movements, there really has been a push towards productivity, which I would never say is a bad thing. Okay, mm-hmm. and So I want to state that up front. But increasingly, right. you know, in the midst of this uh, pandemic, you're seeing people using their time to learn a new skill, to do home improvements, paint the walls that they've been meaning to do for a long time, or just express creative gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's interesting is that what I'm hearing more and more is this subtle, and, and really I, I say that tongue in cheek because it's not so subtle, shaming that's taking place mm-hmm. for people who aren't as, and I put this in quotes, productive during mm-hmm. this pandemic. And so I came across this quote, and this was uh, actually a trauma psychologist who wrote this. And I just thought it would be interesting you know, for us to talk mm-hmm. about just in light of everything that's been going on, especially a Christian and biblical perspective in this too as well. But the quote uh, goes this, is that I've been spared the horrid motivational phrase that's going around right now. And it says that If you don't come out of this with a new skill, you never lack time, you lack discipline. Until I saw this at my local yoga studio page, I was horrified. Now, as a trauma psychologist, I am utterly, utterly horrified, enraged, bewildered about how people can believe and spread this phrase in good conscience. And then she skips down, she says, folks, 
Do you realize we are going through a collective trauma that is bringing up profound grief, loss, pain over livelihoods, panic over loss of lives of loved ones? People's nervous systems are barely coping with the sense of threat and vigilance for safety or alternating with feeling just simply numb and frozen and shutting down in response to all of it. People are trying to survive poverty, fear, re-triggering of trauma, re-triggering of other mental health difficulties, etc. This cultural obsession with capitalistic productivity and always spending time in productive, fruitful ways is absolutely maddening. I don't know if you're going to go ahead and just lump everything with capitalistic productivity or what have you, but there is something of we find enjoyment, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day to say, hey, I was able to do this or I was able to Mm -hmm. do that. And yet our source of real joy as a Christian is never, ever supposed to be nailed down and drilled to what we did. Okay. It's always supposed to be about what Christ has done for Mm -hmm. us. But as I read this quote, the church can assume this posture Mm -hmm. as well. I've heard it said to me, hey, Jason, you know, as you're going through this chronic illness, you're going to grow so much closer to God. You're really going to be this close to a saint as there ever was. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like this an assumption just because if you go through difficulty that obviously you're going to grow. And now I don't hear that too often now, I think because now it's six and a half years in and people really are questioning whether or not God really can change Jason's heart and be more (laughs) godly than he actually is. And so, and I say that tongue in cheek, but I do think there is this subtle productivity Mm -hmm. that doesn't take into account there's another side to all of this as well and can be really uncaring and unloving. Mm -hmm. So in light of that, as a church, how can we express compassion for one another in a way that it's different from the world's wisdom? It's understanding one another that some people... Yeah, they're going to take the time and they're going to be wired in certain ways and maybe they learn a new hobby or a skill or something. And that's wonderful. Or that's lose great. 60 pounds. Yeah, or lose weight. I uh, said <laughs> I was gaining weight and then I got Instead sick, of so gaining I lost weight. weight. Like yeah, the so. vast majority of us, baby. Right, right. Yeah, so I think it's just not putting your value set in productivity. And all of a sudden productivity becomes a God and the fulfillment and the measure of success and the measure of who I am as a person. And it negates the whole place of lament and grief. My wife's one of the most productive people I know. And she really does. I mean, her day starts, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed and it ends that way. And yet this is a challenge. And I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, probably a different suffering for her than it is for me. We have to understand who we are, who God made us to be, designed us to be. And then we have to allow people to process stuff. So, which doesn't take away from I've taken advantage of certain time or I've grown closer to the Lord, but we can grow closer to the Lord through lament. So it's not right, just- Because there's product- grief involved. Yeah, it's not just I grew closer to the Lord through productivity, through success. It was actually through lament and grief. I grew closer to the Lord with questions that were unanswered, with a heart that could be troubled. I mean, Kim and I both laugh with we feel less productive. There's certain ways there's just an entropy of wanting to move things along. You're just, then you just add you just add our energy. Yeah, I think there is something of understanding that that fear is prevalent you know, in mm-hmm. our society and in our culture. And we're not immune to that just because we're Christians. And really, if you want to say what's productive is that we're leaning into the Lord, even in the yep. midst of fear, that's productive. It doesn't mean that you're writing six books and that you're doing nope. this podcast and that you're writing blogs and all of a sudden you've got this circuit now, everybody's virtual mm-hmm. a seminar. That's just, this is a bunch of garbage actually. And really it's more, these are serve as monuments to ourselves, honestly, uh, rather mm-hmm. than monuments to look at what God has done. But in the midst of it, we've got to be aware, all of us are reacting differently. And even the Mm -hmm. most productive person on the planet right now could be actually using that just as a way to numb themselves from really 
really thinking through, do I yeah. really trust God in this? Does he really care for me? Right. Yeah, which and would so, certainly be our I, culture's I, thing is oh, be busy. No don't, don't think deeply. Amuse yourself. Be busy. Amuse yourself you to death. To, so you don't have to think deeper thoughts and even wrestle with yourself. All of those who are losing 80 pounds during this pandemic, that's great. Please don't let that be the only thing that we see on social media about you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> for those of us who can't get into normal jeans right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but love, love athletic shorts that have an expandable waistline. Um, so <laughs> moving right along from that to this past Sunday, Easter, mm -hmm. um, and it was so good to be able to celebrate the Lord's resurrection together. And in the midst of all the physical pain that in difficult that you were going through that you were still able to preach again thank you so much for doing that and i did say that is the lord sustaining you and it was yes, so it was. grateful to mm -hmm. see him working you referenced a bruce Millen quote that i just thought mm -hmm. was just so good and i want to comment on that you know for us and, and actually tease us out if i could but the <laughs> Millen quote says this god's delays are not final he will come in his own time and way. He will come in his own time and way. No doubt that will frequently be later than what we would have chosen. But from his divine perspective, however, it will be the right time. God is the best timekeepers. He created time. He is never too late for his appointments. So in the midst of so many things being up in the air now mm -hmm. all these plans that we've made and even as a church pastorally yep. you know we had a family meeting on on, on march 11th and most things we're not able to do <laughs> yeah yep. how does god's timing help us in the midst of this very odd time of so many unknowns it's going to be grounded in the character of god so that's how i think it helps us that he's wiser than we are so he always uses the best means to achieve the best ends in the right, in the best time. There was thousands of years of waiting for the coming of Messiah. And yet God wasn't early or late. And he wasn't not acting in the intervening time. So he was still doing things. He was still working. But at the right time, at the right time, that's how scripture says, at the right time, uh, he sent on. And so we have to always think that God does things at the right time. None of this, in one sense, you could say feels right for us. Again, we have this, you know, envisioning family meeting in March to set up for a, another family meeting in June <laughs> where there's all sorts of new issues. And, you know, we met today and we're talking about what can we still initiate? What can we still move forward with? And we're not sitting, just waiting. We're planning planning very actively for our future. Uh, and we do have plans to move forward, but there's a tentativeness now and there's a delay. But trusting God's providence is in every moment. That's where I think we can miss is we see a goal and we see a plan to get to the goal. And anything that interrupts that plan becomes against God, you know, or it, it just disrupts us. When really that's all part of God's providence along the way. And that's what you see in scripture. You know, God's not mm -hmm. late for rescuing the children of Israel in Egypt. Uh, he's not laid anywhere in the desert with them. He's moving things and moving things very purposefully and moving with his people as he's moving things. So he's not just up there orchestrating and you know pulling strings. He's walking with us. He dwells with us spirit. I think that's what's important is that we trust the providence of God in this. So we learn through scripture, there's waiting. There's waiting, there's waiting, there's waiting. It's probably the hard question, how long, oh Lord, and what or what will happen? And yet, Scripture assures us and brings us comfort of God's purposes. Right, that's good. Well, how, how do you feel, feel like the, the book of Revelation really helped you in this regard as well as, as you wait, yet having a peek into 
but this is what's coming. All the things that are coming uh, from the prayers of the saints who are crying out and waiting, mm -hmm. and, and they're waiting for judgment against their oppressors and to see that final judgment. Uh, so they're, they're in a sense waiting. And I think in, in Revelation, it's what's to come, which is perfect justice, the seeing the one we love, to see Christ face to face. And I think we just have such a, a limited, I do, limited imagination of the new heavens and new earth. I just think, mm -hmm. uh, I think this place is amazing, but I think unparalleled beauty and majesty and grandeur with a Amen. No comparison. body and in perfected <laughs> relationships. There's no family vacation in heaven. It's going to have tension in it. <laughs> right. Right? Like, it's going to be, this was just the greatest one ever. And, and guess what? Right. Something again. And I think it's just going to be amazing beauty. And God is the author of beauty. We get to be with him uh, in heaven. So I think heaven coming and then seeing all God's that final that final conclusion of, of history and God bringing it to that, to that conclusion. When you read that Bruce Milne quote, immediately what, what went into my mind is some of the verses from it as well, whatever comes, you know, mm -hmm. whatever comes, God's yep. perfect in his time. And, and so because of that as well, it is mm -hmm. well with my soul. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously this is stuff that we're praying for, for our church as well, as we pray for ourselves, because we're, we're not immune to the wrangling of the hands and the wondering and the, the anxiety that can come, you know, as you right. th think about what might happen and so forth. But God is so good you know, mm -hmm. to continue to, to have us in and to really walk with us, you know, mm -hmm. patiently. Well, brother, thank you so much. And uh, this really does conclude yet another episode to Church Matters and to our church family. We love you. We miss you. Uh, we are praying for you daily. And we look forward to being able to be together physically, you know, someday. But until then, we really hope that you continue to gain something from these podcasts. And if you can, as you're listening, you know, please give a shout out and spread the word to others who just might be unaware that this podcast exists because we we do want to serve our church well, and hopefully it's doing that. So again, Warren, thanks for being a part of this, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, church. We love you. Bye-bye.